What we gotta do right here is go back. Hello and welcome to Riffs on Riffs, where we explore the collision of original and sample tracks and the artists who made them. I'm your host, Joe Watson. I'm here with my co-host, Toby Braswell. What's up, Tobe? Not much, man. Good to be here. It's always good to have you here. So together on this show, we listen to the legendary tracks and the timeless, but sometimes not so well-known songs that they sampled from. Toby, what are we listening to today? This is a track called The Way from Ariana Grande. Let's hop in the DeLorean and find out what track was sampled to produce this hit. All right, rewind. I know she was feeling it when she wrote this. I know she's feeling it. On the keys. We got some bongos back there. I kind of like it. Everything. A little bit of love can go a long, long way. So what you thinking of? Should maybe start today. Start today. So, Joe, can you tell the good people what we're listening to? We are listening to a song called A Little Bit of Love by Brenda Russell off of her 1979 debut solo album of the same name. This album hit number 20 on the R&B charts, and this track has been sampled by a couple of famous artists. But before we get into all of that, Tobe, give me a little backstory on Brenda. Well, Brenda Gordon was born to a musical parents and spent a lot of her childhood in Canada. Now, as a teen, she joined an all-girls group called the Tierras, but unfortunately didn't find much success there. And in the 70s, she met and married a musician named Brian Russell. And as fate would have it, they started to do music together, and they actually composed music for an artist that we recently spoke about in a previous episode. Oh, can I guess? Please. All right. Tom Tom Club. No. Mm, the Meters. No. One, this is your last try to. This okay, is, this okay, is okay. It. Rufus. Yes. There you go, man. <sighs> winner, winner. Okay. Well, I guess the third time is a charm. Uh, the Russells actually composed a song called Please Pardon Me, which was released on Rufus's third studio album entitled, get this, Rufusized. Rufusized. I, 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 I love that. Do you get fries Rufusized. with that? <laughs> <laughs> They're Rufusized. Let's take a listen to that. Get a shaka. Yeah, if you don't feel this in your bones, something's wrong. Something wrong with you. Too much Novocaine. All right, so Rufusized went on to go gold, so actually not a bad way for the Russells to start their nuptials. Facts, man, facts. The Russells were featured backup singers for Elton John's Wembley Stadium concert in June of 75 and went on to release two albums on Elton's label named Rocket. Now, the first of their albums was called A Word Called Love, released in 76, and the second was called Supersonic Lover, released in 77. Truth be told, I've never heard of either of these albums, and I didn't even know that Elton John had a label. Did you? What? what? How, <clears throat> how could you not know this? I mean, don't go breaking my heart here, buddy. It's really early in the show for you to be going into puns. Let, let's get back to the rough. All right. And for the record, I had no idea either. So, <laughs> But I did find an interesting factoid. Hit Apparently me. now they're not so much a label. They're more of a management company, and one of their artists is Ed Sheeran. So there you go. Right. Yeah. All right. Check that Random out. Random facts we drop on you. But anyway, so it's cool to see a couple doing music together like Billy Davis Jr. and Marilyn McCoo did back in the day. 
Sadly, though, this couple did not stand the test of time, and they divorced in the late 70s. Sad indeed. But Brenda decided to pursue her solo career in L.A. and released her self-titled album in 79 on A&M Records. Yeah, one single from the album, So Good, So Right, charted at number eight on, on the Billboard Adult Contemporary Charts, 15 on the Hot Soul Songs, and hit number 30 on the Hot 100. Let's take a listen to So Good, So Right. So good. So when we do this podcast, it would be pretty easy to just gloss over the lyrics of tracks that we discuss each episode. But being an artist myself, I'm really reluctant to do that because these artists put a lot of time and effort to send a message. And I really want to respect that. So, Joe, I know you've written several songs yourself, so I'm sure you feel me on this, right? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I always feel like lyrics are a window kind of to an artist's inner mind, right? And whether you agree or not with the message, it's kind of always fascinating to peel back the layers and see what's really being said. Well, the lyrics for this track are very much something you would hear during the honeymoon stage of a relationship, right? So things going right, nothing can go wrong. Right. Everything's beautiful. Because that's how relationships work, right? <laughs> yeah, all of those warm, fuzzy feelings when you're just kind of beginning your journey as a couple and just can't get enough of each other. Well, let's take another listen to our feature track, A Little Bit of Love, and see where Brenda's at now that she's divorced and honeymoon is over. Uh -oh. Here's the second verse. Uh, okay. Let's take a listen. Okay. Yeah, everybody else's fault. Right. You know, all during this song, yeah. when I heard, after I found out that she was divorced, I was like, Brian? Brian? Is that Brian? Is that you? Brian? Are you okay, Brian? <laughs> so whether or not this is actually about her ex, we don't know, but... I do think we all know people like this. You know, these people who kind of blame everyone else for their troubles, kind of get stuck in the muck of negative feelings. I do like Brenda's response to that, though. Yeah, agreed. And she puts a positive vibe to it. I mean, it's not too late. For a little bit of love, you know, quit being a Debbie Downer. Right? You know what I'm saying? Just, yeah. you know, be, be a, a penny pick-upper or whatever. Wow. <laughs> well, I okay. I haven't Can heard that, that one, but I like yeah. you make that up. Just made it up, penny buddy. Penny picker-upper. That's right. <laughs> I like it. I'm going to use that from Perfect. now on. Let's go. Well, it seems that this song has clearly struck a chord with you, my friend, and I cannot say that you're the only one. Brenda continued to release albums and continued to have success. She released her fourth album, Get Here, in 1988, and her single, Piano in the Dark, was a top 10 hit and nominated for three Grammys. Let's take a listen to that. Fists raised in the studio. I am sure, I'm pretty positive that this song was featured on the singing, uh, what's the singing competition with Seacrest? The Voice. No. Uh, American Idol. Thanks, Drew. I'm sure that this song was featured on American Idol. Oh, it's such an idol song. It, it, it man, but you, if you got the voice, if you got the pipes for it. You can belt it. Whew. Go for it. 
Absolutely. I love that song. We can't forget the title track, Get Here, which turned into a hit across the world. We got to listen to that. Let's take a listen now. this one on Idol too? I feel like it should be. It could have been. You know what this song reminds me is, is, this song reminds me of a conversation with my wife. If she's texted me and I haven't called her back, she's like, look, <laughs> you've got two phones, all right? You can text me. You can text me. You can call me. You I don't can, care how you Facebook, do it. Facebook, I don't care how you. better you. text me if you can. <laughs> text me if you can. That's what it reminds me of. I, I like this song and the meaning, but, you know, here's another song that I heard it's just another song I've heard way too many times at talent shows. Yeah, this get I, here I, song. I, I, I love it, but too, too much. many times. Yeah. yeah, too much. Well, I, I feel your pain, buddy. I I hear that like '80s piano sound, that electric piano sound. I get kind of a twitch myself. But there's no denying that when people recognize talent, everyone wants a little piece of it. You're absolutely right, buddy. Just a few years later, in 1991, Oletta Adams recorded this song and actually turned it into an even bigger hit. Oletta's version hit number five in the U.S. and number four in the U.K. Let's take a listen to her version. Get it. That's, yeah, get after it. So clearly it's still that same huge pop power ballad, but I feel like the piano and instrumentation, it's got, it's got a little bit more organic sound. It's, it's good stuff. I liked it. Absolutely. Well, in the mid-90s, Brenda took a little bit of a hiatus from her solo career and wrote music for the film How Stella Got a Groove Back. Now, this film was based on the top-selling book of the same name written by Terry McMillan. And after that, she worked with songwriters Allie Willis and Stephen Bray to compose the score for the Oprah-produced Broadway version of The Color Purple. Wow, that is, uh, that is indeed an impressive resume. And Brenda certainly paved the way for our next multi-talented featured artist. Let's take another listen to Ariana Grande and her song, The Way. Let's do it. What we got to do right here is go back. I'm thinking about her every second, every hour. Do my singing in the shower, picking petals off the flowers. Like, do she love me? Do she love me not? I ain't a player. I just. In case you wondered, that's not Ariana right there. That was Mac Miller. <laughs> just wanted to clear that up. Appreciate it. Yeah, she has a voice. That she does. So we were just listening to Ariana Grande's The Way, and this was the lead single from her first album entitled Yours Truly, which was released in August of 2013. So I know, Tobe, this is one of your favorite sort of new school artists. Give me a little bit of background on Ariana, please. Sure. Ariana was born in Boca Raton in June of 93. It's pretty evident from an early age that Ariana wanted to be 
and entertainer. She starred in several musicals as a child, including Annie, Beauty and the Beast, and The Wizard of Oz. She even sang the Star Spangled Banner for the Florida Panthers. But her big break came in 2009 with a starring role in the Nickelodeon sitcom Victorious. Now, Joe, did you ever check that out? Did you ever uh, get a chance to watch it? Nope. I cannot say that I have seen this, but I don't know. It kind of sounds like maybe this was akin to the teenage version of Disney's Mickey Mouse Club. I mean, it would be really hard to fault Nickelodeon for copying a good thing, right? Didn't Mickey Mouse Club launch the careers of several stars, including Justin Timberlake, Christina Aguilera, Britney Spears? Exactly. Ryan Gosling? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, all of that. Right. All of that. Well, Ariana played the role of Cat Valentine, and this character has been described as being adorably dim-witted. This actually was my first introduction Why didn't you look at me when you said that? Man, that's (laughs) cold. You caught that, buddy? My bad. I mean, I see you right through the glass. (laughs) All right, keep going. It was actually my first introduction to Ariana and her singing ability. You know, I remember flipping through the channels with my son and then landing on the show. I can tell you one thing. These kids had a lot of talent. Yeah, the show Victorious was a sitcom set inside of a performing arts high school. It premiered in March of 2010. Victorious was well-received. It, I don't know, 5.7 million viewers is any indication. Wow, that is, that's super impressive. And after the first season ended, Ariana really expressed that she wanted to pursue a career in music and released her first studio recording as part of the Victorious soundtrack released in 2011. Now let's listen to a track called Give It Up featuring Ariana and Elizabeth Gillis. Sounds kind of like uh, like a lot of songs from like High School Musical and you know the song with with Pink and oh the Did song you say Moulin Rouge yeah their, their cover of Moulin yeah Rouge? that's what I'm saying it's interesting it, it's, if you listen to it yeah no I, I could see that yeah yeah well very similar to Halsey's YouTube videos Ariana's renditions of songs by Whitney Adele Mariah Carey got her some attention that eventually led to a record deal. Ariana put out a single called Put Your Hearts Up that was recorded but not released as part of an album. Let's take a listen. Now, Joe, have you ever done a song, you ever recorded a song, an original, and people like it, but you can't stand it? Have you ever had that? <laughs> you know what? No, it's usually the other <laughs> way. I'm like, I love this. People are like, what is, what is that? I love your Kids. honesty. Yeah, no. I love your honesty. <laughs> no, I, actually, yeah, I have. So, I'm sorry. Go ahead. It's all good. It's all good. So, Ariana has stated several times that she has no love for this song at all. And I actually have a quote from her discussing this track and saying as much. So, this is her quote. Terrible first impression. I didn't want to promote it because I didn't like it and wasn't confident about it. And I hated the video. And I didn't like anything about it. So I sort of gave up and wanted to pretend that it didn't happen before it already happened. Yeah, well, performing a song you don't really like happens, I'm sure, in a lot of entertainers' lives. Uh, The difference here is that this song actually went gold. Maybe that's in part to the catchy chorus she sampled from one of my all-time favorites, Tobe, What's Up by Four Non Blondes. Let's, Let's give that one a listen. Hands in the air. Yeah, what is going on? That's all right. I don't think I credit for that. 
<laughs> yeah, they did. And actually, Linda Perry, writer and singer of that song, is one of the most amazingly talented people, and I feel like she just flies under the radar. She actually wrote Pink's Get the Party Started. She wrote Christina Aguilera's Beautiful. Wow. Both were huge hits. Yeah. She's worked with tons of artists, and you know what? I just wanted to give her a little bit of love. Well, look at you connecting it back to Brenda Russell and the song Ariana sampled, The Way. I love it. I love it. Nice. Nicely done. So, getting back to Ariana, The Way was the lead single from her 2013 debut album, which was originally titled Daydreaming, but then changed to Yours Truly. Now, I wonder if that had anything to do with the fact that her voice has been compared to Mariah's voice, and that Mariah had an album called Daydream released in 1995. Hmm. Well, I know. Maybe after Mueller gets finished with his investigation, <laughs> we can see if he can look into this one. Uh-huh. And you know what? And if he's too busy, right? maybe we can just get like Mulder and Scully. You know, careful partner. We don't, we don't want to get excommunicated from the podcast community. Okay? Trust no one. <laughs> Except, I don't know, maybe Billboard. There you go. Okay. They say that this, <laughs> they say the way debuted in the top 10 and peaked at number nine on the charts for two weeks. It was not without a little controversy, though. Oh, what happened? All right. Well, let's listen again to the opening line of the song. What we got to do right here is go back. Back in the time. So that little part right there, right? Does that, does that sound familiar to this? Right here. Hold on. What we're going to do right here is go back. Yeah. Way back. Oh, back boy. into time. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. When the only people that existed were troglodytes. <laughs> oh, boy. I mean, it takes a turn from there. But... It definitely takes a turn. <laughs> Zarian ain't, ain't thinking about troglodytes. No. So we ain't talking about that way. <laughs> right. <laughs> troglodytes. So this is uh, Jimmy Castor and his song, Troglodytes. Cavemen. And has in- indeed been sampled in tons of songs. Jimmy passed away in 2012, but his publishing company was a bit unhappy with the similarities between these two tracks. They filed a lawsuit. It was eventually settled out of court, so hopefully everything's all good now. And we're going to talk a little bit more about Jimmy later. Okay. Well, I know in our Prince episode, we discussed his dating prowess. Can I say that Ariana's had a pretty good run herself? Oh, okay. We're going TMZ now. All right. Right. I like it. Do tell. Well, she was dating the rapper Big Sean in 2015. Now, Big Sean is signed to Kanye's label and has collaborated on a couple of songs with Ariana. Here's one of them that also appeared on her debut album, Yours Truly. Let's listen to it. It's called Right There. Yeah, this is also using that little Kim or little C sample. Yeah. Yep. So Tob, I gotta tell you, when I was cutting the tracks for this episode, I was I was kind of shocked when I got to this one. I heard the intro for the song we just listened to right there, and I was like, hold on a minute. I think is, is that what I think it is? <laughs> Do we have another Bootsy connection? Oh here? man, I wish, but I'm oh. so glad that you at least worked him into another episode. Gotta do what I can. Uh, anything for Boots. Anything for Boots. Anything for Boots. Uh, no, actually, this one really, really surprised me. It's a sample of the Overture from Russia's 1976 2112 album. Hmm. Yeah, yeah have a listen. I was like, what? <laughs> right. That is pretty close to right there intro, and I bet if you slowed it down a bit. Right, so that's exactly what I did. I made a little mashup for you. I took the 2112 track we just listened to, I slowed it down a little bit, I panned it right, and then the right there track is panned left, and I just let it play for a little bit. Um, But have a listen, it's like a perfect fit. 
just a little tiny song, but it's such a distinct sound. I was like, that's really cool. Yeah, that is pretty cool. So I can see the similarities between those two. I think the other similarity would be like as you walk into the world of Yo Gabba Gabba. I'm, I'm pretty sure you would hear that too. <laughs> yes, right. a, yeah. Absolutely, absolutely. Full disclosure, I'm a huge Rush fan, and 2112 is one of my favorite albums, so this one jumped out at me right away. Also, all you DJs and hip-hop heads making beats out there, please go sample some Rush. You can't get any better than Neil Peart for drum samples, and there's a giant catalog to get inspiration from. All right, Tobe, that's my, that's my little sidebar there. Back to Ariana's dating life. I'm assuming you're implying that she once dated Big Sean. I guess even stars aren't immune to workplace romance. Anyone else? Well, she's dated one of her backup dancers by the name of Ricky Alvarez for about a year. Then she dated rapper Mac Miller for about two years, who also appears alongside her in our feature track, The Way. Following that, she dated SNL comedian Peter Davidson. Yeah, she was actually engaged to him, but I heard they broke up. And I'm sure a lot of men out there would be pretty bummed by a breakup with someone as talented as Ariana. Um, don't, don't worry about Pete. Don't worry about him no, at all. No, he's okay. Yeah, he, he's doing just fine. Actually, uh, rumor has it that he's uh, dating Kate Beckinsale, the lead, the lead actress from the Underworld series. Yeah, one of my faves. Yeah, somehow I can just hear Pete saying right now, don't cry for me, Argentina. Don't you cry for <laughs> <Don't>, me. Yes. <laughs> right. So apparently Pete is not a player. He just crushes a lot. Yeah. Speaking of which, let's take a listen to another popular track that samples Brenda Russell's A Little Bit of Love. We talked a little bit about Big Pun and his lyrical genius in our Hamilton episode, and if you are a fan of that musical, go check out that episode. It just might blow your mind. All right, let's take a listen to one of Big Pun's most popular tracks, Still Not a Player, featuring Joe. We need ODB to get everybody else back in the crowd. <laughs> I love this song. I cannot tell you how many times it's a good I, Man. So this song hit number 24 on the Billboard Hot 100 and at number 6 on the Billboard Hot R&B and Hip Hop charts, making it the most successful single released by Big Pun. Besides the sample of A Little Bit of Love, it interpolates Joe's 1998 hit, Don't Want to Be a Player, who croons along with Big Pun on Still Not a Player. Let's give a listen to Joe's original song, Don't Want to Be a Player. Girl, I feel like you could be the one to make a difference in my life. I really wish I had a video camera in the studio right now. You all need to see the dance moves that are going on right now. Man, girls would be swooning. Joe, boy, Joe used to bring it. <laughs> Speaking of Tell which, him, Joe. I, I think it's it's a little bit too bad that Big Pun's no longer with us. I yeah. feel like with my first name, you know, I think we would have gotten along really well. Maybe I could have been Skinny Joe. Yeah, I'm sure you guys would have been tight like twins. Oh, mm-hmm. oh yeah. Right. Okay. There you go. <laughs> Well, Toad, we talked a little bit about Jimmy Castor and the sample from Troglodyte, Caveman, <laughs> that Ariana Grande used for The Way. But that song's influence goes well beyond Ariana's recent sample, and that's not the only booty shaker from the Jimmy Castor bunch. What do you say we dive a little bit deeper into that for our bonus material? Hmm, so what we're going to do right here is go back, right? Way back. Back in time? Yes, sir. And thank you for setting me up with another opportunity to say the word 
Troglodytes. <laughs> All right, so that line you just mentioned, the same one that was sampled in our first featured track, Ariana Grande's The Way, has been used in dozens of other songs. It sure has. So let's take a listen to a few. How about we start with Kumo D and his 1987 track, Way, Way Back. What we going to right here? Right? Yeah, I love it. I love that. It also samples the incredible bongo band version of Apache. So good. All right, Tope, for obvious reasons, we can't play a ton of NWA on this show. Right. But we can play this little snippet of Gangsta Gangster from their 1988 debut album, Straight Outta Compton. Let's do it. What you gonna do now? What we gonna do right here is go back. How far are you going back? Way back. As we go a little something. Something like this. Hit it. Wow, check that out. And now we have to cut it. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, you do. Okay, well, let's take a listen to another song from back in the day, Christina Aguilera's song called Back in the Day. (laughs) Check it out. What we're going to do right here is go back. Way back, back into time. Did... Premier, Premier sample, uh, produced this. I don't know, actually. Yeah, I'm Maybe pretty. Our listeners could tell us. He, he actually produced a whole album for her. Okay. Which is crazy. Yeah, yeah. So you know that's one of our signature lines from the show, right? What's that? Back in the day. Is that right? Yeah. So apparently, apparently we say that phrase a few times per episode. There are listeners that have turned it into a drinking game. (laughs) Every time one of us says, back in the day, they take a drink. So you mean we are driving our listeners to drink. Is that what you're telling Uh, me right now? Yes, but it is a family show, so I'm pretty sure they're just drinking water, and we're really doing a public service and just keeping everyone hydrated. Well, if that's the case, you can have another sip as we go back in the day to 1996 and take things to another level with legendary R&B group Blackstreet. And the song, we're going to take you back slash don't leave me. What we going to do right here is go back. Way back. Back into time. No, baby, no, baby, no, baby. Mm. Somebody got my slow jam tape right now. Somebody got it. (laughs) Man. Sing it, boys. Just wish we could cut the tape and just let Toby go. I mean, as much as I hate to to stomp that roll, we have one more song that samples Troglodytes. Amen. (laughs) This is Little Kim featuring Phil Collins. And her version of... Wait, 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 hold on. What? You said Little Kim and who? You know, Phil Collins. Phil who? Phil Collins. In the air tonight. Told a big epic drum, in, you know. Oh, I got to hear all this. That. I got to hear yeah, this. Yeah, it's good. Let's play it. What we're going to do right here is go back. Go back. Way back. Way back. Way back. Such a great song. You know how many people have sampled this song? Yeah, ton. Maybe we should do an episode. Maybe. Listeners, let us know. 
you want to hear us talk about this one, we can. So long. I oh, love that. This is, this is nice. That yeah, the bass line is nice. Yeah, it's really good. So, Joe, I know you are familiar with some famous songs that pay homage to the derriere. Oh, I, I think you might be talking about songs like, I don't know, Experience Unlimited's 1988 track, Da Butt. <laughs> yeah. Gonna play that? Let's do it. Okay, now I'm really wishing I did not have glass. <laughs> Get it! Sexy, sexy. <laughs> Nothing wrong. Okay, bring it in. Reel it in, buddy. Okay, well, I love that song. I love that song. And I'm, I'm glad we played homage to it. But we can't forget Rex and Effects Rump Shaker or this iconic 1992 track from Sir Mix a Lot. Mm. Let's do it. Baby got back. I'm tired of magazines, saying flat butts all the thing. Take the average black man and ask him left. She got a pack much back. So, fellas, yeah. fellas, yeah. Has your girlfriend got the butt. Hell, Hell yeah. yeah. Shake it, shake it, shake it, shake it. Shake that healthy butt. Baby got back. When this video came out, I was like, wow, on TV? <laughs> on TV. Wow. Yeah, now it's old hat, right? Well, I definitely see a theme here, but why are you asking me this? Are you, oh, I get it. You're trying to put a new spin on our catchphrase. We're going to revise it. So instead of back in the day, maybe we'll just say backside in the day. Okay. I kind of like that. That's a good, okay. that's a good one, Tom. No, no, no. I, I don't think that's a good idea. I, I bring this up because Jimmy Castor may have started this whole craze with another of his hits, the Bertha Butt Boogie. Okay? Wow. He introduced Bertha as a character in the song Troglodytes. No, oh, you got you to put some, I gotta some, put some more grit into, into that. Okay. Come on. He introduced Bertha as a character in the song Troglodytes. There you go. And apparently she could really shake it down. Let's have a listen. The party was jumping when Bertha got off of her stump. The whistles were blowing and everybody did the bump. But all the time Bertha had been working on a goodie. Baseline is sick. It's good. Somebody's parents is proud. (laughs) (laughs) Wow, okay. So, yeah, I guess Bertha really did start a trend there. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know what else? That intro reminds me of, remember that little snippet we found for our Tom Tom Club Mariah Carey episode, that that cut of Biz Marquis doing the beat of the day on Yo Gabba Gabba? Yeah. I made a mashup of the two, I think. Okay, Okay. here we go. I thought they just kind of went well together. Here we go. Let's do it. Boom, boom. You got too much free time on your hands. Way too much free time on your hands. Yeah, Bertha said that she and Biz hung out for a bit, but he's just a friend. Come on, man. Don't <laughs> give me it. that. Don't Love even it. give me that. Okay, buddy. Okay, okay. Calm down. I think we need to find our way out of here and wrap things up before the show goes completely off too the rails. Too late. It's too late. <laughs> right? So let's review. Our first feature track was A Little Bit of Love by Brenda Russell, and our second feature track was The Way by Ariana Grande. We also listened to Still Not a Player from Big Pun and our bonus material, which featured 
the Jimmy Castor Bunch. Great stuff, as always, Tobe. So what do we have lined up for our next episode? Well, I think we're going to go uptown where everything is all gold. And if you're not paying attention, the funk might just go oops, upside your head. Oh, and if you don't believe us, just watch uh, or, or listen, I guess. Uh, okay, <laughs> Tobe, anything else? No, but before we wrap up the conversation, I do want to give a shout out to some of our faithful listeners. So we have Sarah from Columbus who contacted us about one of our recent shows. In the True Memories of Bliss episode, we discussed how PM Don lyrically sampled a tribe called Quest's Bonita Applebaum. Sarah also pointed out that the Fugees also sampled Bonita Applebaum on their hit Killing Me Softly, which was a remake of Roberta Flack's timeless song. Gotta love it. So props to Sarah. Yeah, thanks, Sarah. That's awesome. We love hearing from our listeners. So please interact with the show on Instagram. You can find us at Riffs on Riffs. On Twitter, at Riffs on Riffs, yo. And then you can find Toby on social at Haiku575, which is H-E-I-K-U-575. You can find me at Sonowats, S-O-N-O-W-A-T-S. Uh, we know a lot of you are streaming on your Alexa or Google Home smart speakers, which makes it even easier to listen. So just say, play the Riffs on Riffs podcast and sit back and enjoy. We are going to take you out with a recent song that samples Brenda Russell's A Little Bit of Love. This is a track called Nobody Else by the Incredible Gang featuring Nick Cannon, Ty Dollar Signs, and Jacques. As always, thanks for listening. We'll catch you next time. Peace. Huzzah. Riffs on Riffs is a production of Evergreen Podcasts. A special thanks to executive producers Joan Andrews and Michael D'Aloya. Producer Julie Fink. Audio engineer Eric Coltnow. You can listen to more episodes of Riffs on Riffs by finding us on iTunes, Stitcher, or visit evergreenpodcast.com. And don't forget, if you enjoyed today's podcast, please leave us an iTunes review. It really helps. I'm your host, Joe Watson. And I'm your co-host, Toby Braswell. Thank you for listening to Riffs on Riffs. Got some plans for you, babe, say you're rolling out Been at a foreign and a foreign Lately, baby, you've been my focus One Hit Thunder is a podcast where we both celebrate and have a good laugh about bands and artists that had just one hit that we all know Each week, we're joined by a guest from the world of music or comedy to learn more than you ever thought you would about some songs that you can't forget. And we decide if they brought the one-hit thunder or were nothing more than a one-hit blunder. Look, if you listen to the show, you're probably going to laugh, and I guarantee you're going to crush next time the bar has music trivia. Tag Team, Jane Child, Meredith Brooks, Looking Glass, Sean Mullins, Eiffel 65, EMF, Crash Test Dummies, Crazy Town, Chumbawamba. We have hundreds of episodes in our back catalog and a new episode each week. So pass the duchy, make sure you're connected, and subscribe to One Hit Thunder wherever you get your pods. This podcast was produced with the support of the Ohio Motion Picture Tax Credit and in partnership with the Ohio Development Services Agency.